Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Justin Labar. His name is Jimmy Corderas, and this is the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show, and have we got a show for you. We've got problems, we've got solutions, and we got Cody Rhodes saying that he is it. But before we get into all that, let me go ahead and just say hello to my my broadcast colleagues, Jimmy Corderas, how you feeling today? Feeling good, my friend. Feeling good, especially up here. We're starting to warm up. We're getting there. We're getting what a beautiful day up here. We had some nice sun in uh, this neck of the woods also today. But uh, Justin, how you feeling? You got uh, got any big news from over the weekend? Mm, no, no big news. Uh, <laughs> I, I laid some, I laid some mulch down and and did some did some good landscaping at one point. I'm going to set you up there. Yeah, you had an incredible weekend, didn't you? You want to share it? <laughs> no, no, very, very quiet. But anymore, sometimes quiet is, is, is okay with me. You know, I had a pretty fun weekend. I got flown up to Seattle to do some ring announcing for Defy Wrestling. And that was quite a fun show. Quite an experience over there. They got a great, great setup over there at Washington Hall in Seattle. And um, great crew. There's a lot of people uh, who are fans of the show there that tweeted out and uh chatted about it so i want to thank everyone who did that i think that was really cool and um also uh, in the main event uh swerve strickland faced nick wayne uh swerve obviously an aw guy nick wayne the youngest signing for aew and swerve challenged nick wayne to his first ever aew dynamite match july 12th after nick wayne turns 18 he's so young once he turns 18 two days later he's gonna have a match with swerve it sounds like at um on dynamite so some news was happening in there as well so wow. pretty cool show all around we'll see how we'll see we'll see what happens at, on july 12th when it happens but fun fun times at defy wrestling let's chat about some hectic times at mm-hmm. ww raw tonight they said it on the broadcast but it was also uh talked about uh on twitter and, and all the news sites in fact fightful's sean ross sap reported uh, that there was 50% of the roster missing. Uh, they were told that, he said, quote, we're told Vince McMahon isn't at Raw today, but there were a lot of travel issues this morning that caused a lot of changes to the show. Wrestling observers uh, Andrew Zarian and Dave Meltzer also added their own reporting, saying 50% of the roster has still not arrived in Seattle due to travel issues, and there have been major rewrites for Monday Night Raw this evening. Uh, and also a large percentage of the roster wasn't there. Some weren't going to make it, and others were getting in late. So a lot of changes and backup plans were in place in recent hours. Jimmy, do you have any um, stories of situations where travel caused headaches at at a live show? Uh, uh, It has happened in the past. I mean, like, uh, I can't think of any specific ones, but it's it's a... 
unfortunate part of this industry. You know, uh, for crew, like for people like myself who are also on the crew as well as refereeing, you know, is for TV, we would always be there the day before because mm -hmm. we had to be in early to set up and do all that kind of stuff. But for talent, it's a little different. For talent, they have to, they, they come in day of. So you always run that risk of if there's a, a delay at the airport or there, a lot of times just connecting flights because, you know, much of the talent lives not on the West Coast in Seattle where they were tonight. So mm -hmm. um, it is a definite issue at times, but uh, I don't recall it ever being this bad where like 50% of the roster doesn't show up. At least it's not, nothing is clicking anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, Justin, this is the first time it's happened since, at least this is what Twitter said, which is always 100% accurate. <laughs> first time since that time when NXT got called up to fill in on SmackDown. But this, without getting all the details of the show, I thought they did a pretty good job of filling three hours considering half the roster was missing. No, I would agree. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll say this. I think this this role that had to be maybe reshuffled a little bit because of who was available was far more entertaining and satisfying than last week's role, which is supposed to be one of the biggest roles ever, which had a ton of rewrites there we talked about, but it was for who knows what other reasons. So I thought they they, 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 they did the best with the hand they were dealt. And yeah, I mean, it's like when you figure, and I don't know if this is for a fact, but I, I have to assume you figure a large portion of your roster does, you know, a lot of them are flying out of, out of Florida. They're flying out of that part of the country and they're going to the exact most opposite furthest other corner of the country to Seattle. Plus, if you just watch the news every week in this country, uh, airline flights are being slashed. And then, you know, just because of the shortages of personnel and there's all kinds of logistics that you. So, you know, it's bound to catch up uh, with these guys and girls who who travel the, the right they do. And, 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 and Twitter's probably right. I don't think we've seen travel disruption uh this aggressive for a show since and that since the 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 the, the one you're you're referring to when they were calling up Gargano and NXT guys and 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 uh that was because I think everybody was still internationally trying to get back from well, I guess Saudi Arabia probably so yeah I thought they I thought they handled it as well as they could and even were able to kind of like thread as we'll end the podcast we even able to thread with well there's all kinds of travel issues you're not seeing these other superstars and then well I guess these superstars aren't available Kevin Owens is a, a lone wolf tonight and you know, little, little, little fun ending. So, yeah, it was really impressive. I think that kind of stuff is so impressive when they're able to make stuff like this happen at the drop of a hat and change everything. And I'm actually kind of surprised, you know, knock on wood. I'm surprised we don't hear more about that kind of stuff happening because mm -hmm. you think about how many flights have to happen each and every week for a show, like for the WWE or AEW or, any of these big shows to to have happen. I'm just surprised you don't really hear about it happening on a regular basis, but mm -hmm. I guess they're able to make yeah. this happen. Can, Jimmy, can I also question out to you? Sure, absolutely. And I thought about, I started thinking about this a few weeks ago when we saw when the, the video of Rhea Ripley, um, you know, when she was getting really hounded by like autograph hounds at the airport and she kind of made her statement of like, you know, I would almost wonder, is it, I wonder with with the money that this company has and the direction they're moving in, if you have enough guys and girls who are based out of the Tampa, Orlando area, and even if there's another one or two cities where you can say, okay, this is kind of like become like a hub for our talent to live, right? Would it be feasible to just dedicate a corporate plane that could get at least a chunk of them? I know it's never going to be perfect. If this person's got to go to this town to do media, they're coming off. Of, it's never going to be perfect, but you right. could probably transport a, a decent percentage of the talent and they can because they're flying private. They can avoid baggage claim and all the public areas where they get where they where they are getting harassed. That's a good question. You know what the issue here is? How expensive is it? Like you you know from a company standpoint, you look at is it is it less costly for them to fly them commercially, especially because they don't you know a lot of them don't fly business class unless it's a certain individual like an undertaker will fly business you know or somebody like that. But everybody else flies you know coach and they you know, they accumulate their own mileage and they mm -hmm. do the, the upgrade, whatever. But I think from a fiscal standpoint, a logistics, as far as money goes, <clears throat> I could be wrong because I don't know the exact cost of chartering an airplane. I know we've chartered a few to go overseas. Right. I've been on those, but to charter an airplane on a weekly basis or to even purchase one and, and you know, having to store it at the airport, having to do all that and yeah. hire pilots and all that. i I'm again not 100% sure, but I believe they're flying commercially 
saves them money. Sure. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if it'd ever be something they'd work towards. Um, just, just, you know, it's, it's the same thought of why every, every professional team, you know, you can, you can play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can live wherever you want to live. And obviously during season, you can live in Pittsburgh because it affords them the fact they can travel everybody all at once. They can, you know, avoid liability again, WWE, mm-hmm. not as you, there's no off season. So it'd never be perfect, right. but I just, I wondered if that's, if that's something the company could ever move towards, or again, the, the talent try to negotiate uh, of having that provided for them. So they don't have to, you know, to tough it out and acquire their delta miles by a tough it out coach. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like a great idea. Like, but like I said, I think from a, from a money standpoint, I think it's it is a lot more than yeah than it would to fly them. Like I said, commercially. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, I'm always always been surprised that they don't do the booking of the travel. WWE doesn't do the booking of the travel because um, they would probably get way crazy deals if they were if they had some sort of corporate account and then, you know, use that to mitigate, I guess, contract costs of the wrestlers or something. I don't know. It just seems like they're doing it. They're doing it right, obviously, because they're, they just sold for $9 billion. But to me, it always just felt like you, they could handle that in house and then build that into contracts as opposed to just paying more money or whatever. I don't know. But uh, speaking of paying people more money, Logan Paul has just re-signed with the WWE. No longer can I call him the greatest celebrity guest wrestler <laughs> ever because I think he's just a pro wrestler at this point, Justin. He is is Logan Paul one of the boys? I mean, I would have to imagine he's earned the respect. I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't think you're ever going to see him full time working every Raw, every SmackDown live events. He's, that's just not who he is. That's not what the attraction there for. But I think in terms of he's been put in several situations of being on big stages, a couple manias, you know, a, a Saudi Arabia event against Roman. I mean, he's been put in big, high pressure situations and he hasn't disappointed. So I'd have to think he's at least earned the, the, the respect of, of, of the boys of the locker room. So on that, yeah, um, a good signing, a good re-signing. I mean, I, I again, you're not going to overexpose him. He, he is a he is a special attraction, um, but whatever that contract's worth, however many zeros were in it. It's worth it because it was, we've talked about the, the just the attention it brings, the new eyes it brings. Even if it's even if a majority of his audience is not sitting down, ordering the premium live event, watching from 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 start to finish, even them engaging socially with the videos that he's putting out there, and 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 it, it all it all comes together in a beautiful formula, beautiful algorithm of it's worth it. It's worthwhile, and it makes the it makes the presentation and the 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 reputation of the company. Uh, continue to be elevated and bigger. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think this. He, he's one of the boys from that definition of he's he is drawing money for them. Jimmy, in your time, are, do you have any stories or have any recollections of a celebrity that's come in and been a part of the show and maybe some things that were done right or things that were done wrong as far as them getting well acquainted with the locker room, so to speak? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. I mean, I, I think back uh, to all the celebrities I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of like, uh, like a Mike Tyson and stuff like that. that. That was the one that surprised me the most. He was the one who, who seemed in awe of everybody. You oh, know what I mean? And yeah. Like, yeah. Happy to be there and stuff like that. But as far as, um, wow, man, I, I feel bad now because I can't think of anybody that, that, that you know, that was kind of like, hmm. If you can throw out some names out there, maybe they'll, because <laughs> yeah. you know Drew, Drew Carey was kind of cool, all that kind of stuff. Will Sasso doing the Stone Cold thing. What was know? Pete? What was Pete? What was Pete Rose like at all of his manias that he started doing the stuff with Kane? Nah, he was nah. He, he, I didn't get to interact with him very much, but he he seemed okay. He seemed uh, fine with everything. Hmm. Hmm. Well. This is where we like, I like to go through and say, make sure to hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know all the stuff that you love about the show, what you want to hear more of, things like that. Uh, too, bad got- draft, too bad DraftKings wasn't around uh, in 1998. Pete could have bet on his own, uh, uh, oh, his own involvement there you go. with Kane. Oh, my goodness. That would have been fantastic. Uh, we got... Um, a couple of uh, super chats here. Uh, Mia Lee, I see you sent through two. Uh, both of those are kind of the same segment, so I'll get to both of those once we get to that segment. Uh, but in the meantime, best in the smokers world with a question for Jimmy. 
Jimmy, I'll be at AEW in Milwaukee, the same building where Austin cut the 316 promo. You were the one carrying Jake the Snake to the back. Uh, were you able to hear the rest of that promo or did you miss it? No, we were listening to it. And 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 as we were walking by, like you said, we were walking right by where, where Michael Hayes was interviewing uh, Stone Cold. And you can hear the promo over the, you know, over the loudspeaker yeah. and stuff like that. And then we heard the line, you know, you you talk about your songs, you talk about your John 316s. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. All of us kind of looked at each other and Jake kind of looked at us and went, that's money. Yes. That's all he said. That's money. Yeah. I remember definitely having that when, when Stone Cold said that. I remember saying, oh, <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little kid though. I was like, a high pitched kid voice, uh, but we have a, uh, but I remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever, uh, when that happened. Uh, thank you so much for those super chats. Uh, again, Mia, Mia, we'll get to you once we get to that segment of the show. But everyone in the chat, thanks for joining in. Uh, George Bartley, Mike Martin, Wrestling Days, King Kia, Greg, John, Night One, we got Ricky Zaldivar. uh, we got Dream Realm Studios, Big John, Baby Ice, Wayne. Deep Kumar, Doc P, Blue Chu, Jonathan Mitchell. A lot of names I don't see right here. This is great to see mm -hmm. Michael Aldap uh, and so many more. Thank you for coming through tonight. This is a, a lot of a lot of new folks coming through. Uh, the Jeff King, Dylan Matthews as well. Got to give him and Killer a Demon six six nine. Thank you guys so much um, for coming through. And Kevin Irving with a with a super chat that I think we should just meditate on for a while here. Uh, for once, I have to agree with Jack. Logan Paul is better than Bad Bunny. Sorry, Isa. Oh. So oh, this wow. is where the rest of the show is going to go. We're just going to keep this super chat up for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll say Bad Bunny has a chance to, to prove himself here uh, coming up soon. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you so much, Kevin, for that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and if I could just add one thing to that uh, uh, Logan Paul thing, and this is going to get some heat from the uh, AEW faithful. Uh -oh. no, don't get me wrong. Uh, Jay White is a great signing for them, but does he add extra eyes to their product? Does he draw in an audience outside of the, you know, the hardcore wrestling fan? Um, you can make the argument that Logan Paul has a following that could bring new eyes to the product. So it's a, uh, I mean, Logan Paul is fantastic. Yeah. I think he's great. Great business all around. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I apologize. It's uh, Michael uh, Aldepi. Aldepi with the last at the end there. Am I saying that right? Aldepi or Aldepi? Uh, Michael, anyways, I want to make sure I get it right. Um, in any case, let's talk about this uh, this show. We got a good one here. Again, mm -hmm. half the roster not there. Still made it work. We start with Rey Mysterio and his LWO gear. Ray says it was a roller coaster of a year when Dom comes out and talks about Ray and Bad Bunny. And Dom says he doesn't want to fight his dad. So it'll be Balor who does. We get Ray Mysterio versus Finn Balor in a multi segment matchup that ends with Dom getting involved and Balor getting the win. Um, this Jimmy definitely felt like they had more things planned for it, but they had to make do with what they had. But I thought this still worked out pretty well. If they didn't say anything, I think that I would have bought into this hook, line, and sinker. Any thought about this part of the show? No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good match. I was a little surprised seeing Finn Balor come out because I thought it was going to be Damian Priest. But then again, we saw no sign of Damian Priest and Rhea. So they could have been uh, un unfortunate victims of the travel mishaps that were going on all day long. But it worked out fine. And you talk about, you know, we talked about Snoop Dogg uh, at Mania uh, on, you know, going on the fly and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It looked like this match was, you know, uh, put together because of the travel issues, and, and and it was just fine, and it continued the story well. And you look at Dom getting all that nuclear heat still to this day. It just, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun, a good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it was a great match, uh, Justin. I want you to go back to the late '90s, and if you were watching WCW and you were watching the LWO. Would you have believed that in 2023 we'd be seeing LWO shirts being popular? No, and and I've always had a weirdly I've always had a soft spot and a fondness for the LWO. I have no Latino in me at all, so I have no <laughs> stake in the game. But I always liked the fact that they, you know, spun off the popular 
imagery and logo of the NWO and then the red and black, and then and then and then made an LWO faction for that for that you know for those uh, those talent, and then they made it into the colors of the you know the Mexican flag, and mm-hmm. I, I I like it, and this is where probably it does come. So I do think it's kind of glaring that there might have been some personnel issues tonight. Is Ray's out there with the LWO shirt on? It was really cool when they unveiled the LWO shirt. That, you know that SmackDown right before Mania that he's got. He's got you know, Legado del Fantasma as uh, his backup. Um, they couldn't do it tonight again, probably because of travel problems. They do need to um, play a little catch up of establishing to younger fans why this why is ray even wearing this shirt that looks like an nwo shirt but it's not an nwo shirt what is latino world order uh we do need to give a little of that um but again and they probably would have done that tonight they probably would have had strength in numbers of supporting ray but I'm, again i'm gonna assume that was the problem there so but i do think it's something that they need to do especially assuming that ray and company are going to be involved in a uh a featured match at backlash in puerto rico you got to get you got to play some catch up of, uh, of of what the LWO means and why it's a big deal. But all things considered, Dom was a little shaky in the mic, had a few slip ups, but it's still he gets heat no matter what. He is, it's just it's incredible how he do, he doesn't have to do much. And part of it part of it he's blessed is that everybody knows he is Ray's real son. Ray is his real dad. So there's that extra little bit of like, you know, you're not selling me that this is like that they're that this is real. And of course, we grew up watching Dom. Uh, you know, 20 years ago. So it all helps. It all comes in. Overall, I thought they did the best they could do with what they were given. And, and again, Finn, geez, sliced open a week ago in a hell in a cell when he's out there uh, putting on bangers with 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 a, with a, a goat like Rey Mysterio. So uh, well well done tonight. I was really blown away by Finn Balor at, because of the way he was stitched up and going out there. I thought when he came out, oh, something's going to happen and there, this isn't going to really go. Or, you know what I mean? There's going to be some funny business or it's going to be very short. <laughs> They went for a long time. They went hard, and they, I mean, I never would have assumed that he had his head gashed open like crazy the way he did. Cause it wasn't just a little, little nick or, or cut, or, you know, it was a gnarly cut. But, mm-hmm. And then uh, if, if you follow Finn, um, I think it was his Instagram. I don't have it up fast enough. Maybe something in the chat will say it. I think Finn put something up in the last day or two, kind of revealing that he got injured. On, not not before Mania on the road to Mania he got injured, and he in a, in a rehab that they told him would probably put him past Mania and he he rehabbed and got himself re- able to go for Hell in a Cell. So throw that in there, I'll, and and that's that's even crazy, <laughs> even crazier. Wow. Yeah. So Finn Balor just a, a machine. If you couldn't tell mm-hmm. by the abs, he's a machine. Uh, I will say I love the LWO. Love that they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. I I too had a a soft spot for them back in WCW days. Uh, this this is a little thing that bugs me though about it, and it's probably just me. And but it's supposed to be kind of a knockoff of the NWO, but the first letter is supposed to be lowercase, but theirs is uppercase. But I understand if it was lowercase, you wouldn't be able to read it as an L. And I don't know, it, for some reason, it bothers me. It, it would look like IWO. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I get so, why they did it, but there's this part of me that's like, supposed to be lowercase. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> the little things. The little Again, things. <laughs> I'm the only person on planet Earth that cares, but uh, I, will, um, <laughs> I will accept that. Uh, so we go on and we get to the women's tag team title match earlier in the night. Lita is found attacked. And while Liv and Raquel say it wasn't them, it sure looks like it was later. Becky tells Byron Saxon that Trish will fill in for Lita. And, um, it, during the match, it's a good one. We get a good tag team match. Eventually though, Trish gets pinned. We have new tag team champions. And after the match, Trish attacks Becky and later on in the night, she will not tell Byron why she did. Justin, this is a, um, I think a lot of people expected Trish to turn at some point. How do you feel they executed this one? It was okay. I, 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 I'm still a little torn on this. Like, so, I mean, Trish, it's been, you know, like 18 years, I think is what we found since she's been a heel and, and, and Trish was a pretty good heel coming into the, coming into the wrestling business, not, not having coming out basically as an outsider, you know, from the fitness world or the modeling world. Uh, I thought she, she was a really good heel when she was, but that was before she became Trish Stratus, the, 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 the superstar, the main, the mm-hmm. women's main event that she did. So like, part of me kind of, it's part of me is like, do I want, to, I, does everybody want to boo Trish Stratus at this point? 
You know, I mean, I get that she has credibility, so I get that if she's this nasty heel uh, who's turned her back and is antagonizing now Becky Lynch, that could help, again, be another elevated chapter in Becky's future Hall of Fame career. So I get the attempt here, but I just wonder, like, you know, town to town, whatever show you have, Trish, on, do the fans want to pay a ticket to show up and boo Trish? I also look at the flip side, and I think Jimmy and I, I think we've all talked about this before, Becky is just so good when she is just doesn't give an F about anybody and it's just whatever is kind of DTA, you know, Stone Cold mm-hmm. style. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I right now I feel like it would I would have rather the ex, I would have rather seen Becky uh turn her back and say, Look, you old timer, you're the one you try to step in, you lost the tag titles, you're I'm in the prime of my career, don't screw with my career. I feel like that would have been a better situation, but that's just hindsight booking right now, you know, two hours after it happened. I'll wait and see what happens. Maybe they'll surprise me, but uh, I'm I am still I'm, I'm not fully sold on how on, on on the decision and even the execution. Even Trish, the way how she attacked Becky from behind, it wasn't the timing. Whatever I I, I thought it could have been bigger. I thought it could have been a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I like Raquel and Liv. I like the fact they're coordinating their their looks and their outfits and their wardrobe. It's always big to me when you have two single stars that are going to be now put in the tag team title picture. Um, just sell me as much as possible that you are a tag team unit and not two single stars that just happen to be together and they're starting to look it. So I like it. The uh, Jimmy, the things I like about this situation in this setup here is uh, I like that uh, Liv and Raquel are tag team champions because it gives them credibility. It gives them a reason to be on TV and it gives more time for them to do stuff without them having random quote unquote random matches. I also think Becky is a star. Let her be a single star. Uh, I th- So I like the outcome in that sense. I like where we got. But I do kind of agree with Justin. I'm never booing Trish. I don't care what Trish does. I'm never going to boo her. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll play along, you know, if that's, you know, and I'll say, okay, she's the bad guy. But I'm going to, I'm going to, to, to Justin's point, when I buy a ticket, I'm going to be like, yay, Trish is here. Mm-hmm. Uh where do you sit with this this I, uh, setup? I, I sit in the uh, same section as you. I, I don't see the crowd wanting to boo Trish, mm-hmm. regardless of of uh, what devious uh, deed she did tonight. You know what I mean? And it wasn't that devious. That's the problem. It felt, you know, it, obviously it's been rumored for a little while now that she was going to turn heel and stuff like that. So people were half expecting it, maybe. Maybe, but at the same time, it just felt so random and just out of the blue. And of course, you know, I'm always having the problem with the roll-up of death being the most devastating finishing maneuver in all of wrestling across the board now, regardless of what company you work for. But um, yeah, and the other thing is that I will say, uh, I like Justin's idea, but at the same time, I don't think the crowd wants to boo Becky either. Mm-mm. So you know what I mean. I don't think she would get the booze either. So that's a tough one. Who do you who do you make the heel in this thing? You know, obviously it looks like it's going to be Trish, but at the same time, to to both of your points, nobody wants to boo her. I stuff uh, and and this is a little thing only to me. I kind of figured something was happening because the I saw the referee switch them positions because anybody who knows the hard camera side for a tag team. And the, the the opposite hard camera side for a tag team who belongs where heel babyface that sort of thing and so I kind of that that f- kind of f- triggered a switch in my brain going oh maybe we will see something tonight the um, I do hope that there is at some point an explanation from Trish because the way it seems to have played out you know for if we're watching this as a if we're trying to figure out how this was supposed to play out is that Trish attacked Lita to get the shot as a tag team, then tried to win the match after she lost, she attacked Becky. So I feel like there's some, some gaps to fill in as to what her actual intention was throughout this. If that is how it played out. Um, Unless she was jealous that, that uh, Lita was the one picked by Becky ahead of her, you know, and what I, you know, go that route. And I don't know, I don't know this, but I am curious to see what the explanation is. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, maybe, maybe if I'm just playing quick fantasy booker here, maybe what we get is Becky versus Trish at whatever at backlash and Lita costs Trish the match. Then we get Trish versus Lita one last time retirement match SummerSlam. Hmm. And that's hmm. how they set that up. 
I don't know. Hall of Famer match. We'll see. Be a, that'll be a good one. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm interested. Um, we move on and we get to Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. And I love the way they pitched this. The big E special. Uh, big meaty men slapping meat. Uh, Bronson's too big to put the hurt lock on. This whole thing ends in a double count out. They brawl, and even as people try to split them up, they just keep going. Justin, I absolutely loved this. This may have been one of my favorite parts of the show. We've been talking about they've been building up Bronson. Seeing him in the ring with Lashley and just how big he really is, I'm sold on Bronson Reed, Justin. Uh, they've, they've done it for me. What say you? Yeah, they still have some they still have some work to do with Bronson Reed, but you're right. Put it in perspective when you put him, everybody knows Bobby Lashley is a solid, solid physical specimen. So when you see Bronson still looking dominant in size across from him, that does that does things. Um yeah, and I and I like the Big E special. I think the I think the Big E special might uh might overtake on the menu. Uh, maybe maybe it's this modern day on the menu uh, takes over for slobber knocker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and this was a rare time. It, well, first off, the double count out finish. Um, good decision. Bobby certainly needs protected. He was just the Andre the Giant winner. Obviously, got screwed out of not having a Mania match for for one reason or another. Um, but Bronson, you're building him, so you really can't justify having Bronson Reed have his shoulders pinned to the mat. Uh, so I thought the double count out was good, and then the double the, the psychology of it is the double count out. The crowd's kind of like, oh, you're 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 cheaping us, not giving us an actual finish. And then through the physicality uh, that, that these two guys showed of trying to go after each other while being pulled apart, their physicality kind of speaks to what the fans are feeling, which is, I want something to, I want a resolution. And so now Bronson Reed's getting some of the biggest reactions from the crowd he's ever gotten, which is, yeah, let's just keep seeing these guys come to blows. So. Uh, maybe one of the a uh, highlight of the night for sure for these for these two guys. Uh, certainly, this is not the last match we're going to get from them. Uh, I thought this was you know you asked me earlier about execution with the, the other side execution. Oh, oh, you know, great great job here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't really know if I can add much to what Justin just said. Uh, how do you feel about Brunson? I mean, I, I feel like Bobby Lashley is, I call him a made man. I think there's mm -hmm. not really much that could happen that would make me not think he's one of their guys. But what about Bronson Reed? Where does he sit for you? I I, I thought t tonight Bobby helped elevate him, brought him up uh, and, and made him feel like an equal mm -hmm. as far as in ring, you know, and you talk about uh, big, what's the third, big meaty men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. No, they, uh, the thing about this was here's two guys who sold for each other. They told a heck of a story in the ring. They did that, you know, were, you know, uh, 
Bobby was trying to get the hurt lock on and Bronson's just so thick, you know, and he's having mm-hmm. trouble getting it on both because of that and because of Bronson's uh, toughness. I liked it. I thought it was very well done. I thought the match told a good story and I agree. I think the double count out was the right decision here because when was the last time we saw a double count out? People are going, oh, we didn't get it. We got robbed of a finish. You can't have an actual, you know what I mean? Some, mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, sometimes the story has to continue. And this is one way to continue. This this is, in my opinion, a time where old school booking of a match worked. It's so funny. You mentioned that we haven't seen a count out loss in a long time because it's been so long that when it happened, when I was, it, when it happened, it, like I, I can't remember who, but someone got hit in the ring post, like right as the bell rang. And at first, I thought, wait, did he get DQ'd for hitting the ring post? That's not it. I thought it was a DQ thing that happened. And then I was like, oh, oh, it was a count out. Okay, but that's how long it's been since there have been a count out because I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that that could have been what happened. So uh, I thought it was great. And yeah, this is one of those ones. Give it a little bit more time and. Um, I also think that once Bobby Lashley gets Bronson Reed in the hurt lock, people are going to lose it. It's going to be great. And it's just so simple. The, can he do it? Can he do it? He did it. And everyone's going to go nuts. It's going to be great. And, and that could be a moment, Jack. But at the same time, as you kind of said, Bobby's kind of like a made man. Like nobody's, you know, nobody's going to ever doubt like, oh, Bobby's being buried. You know, Bobby's, you know, it's, it's, it's like Ray Mysterio. And, you know, Ray, you're such a made man that you, again, you built up this equity that you can, uh, you can afford to give losses to elevate people. And, you know, I mean, look, I, I always say that the, the biggest reaction Bronson has been getting prior to tonight is when he does get up there and does that big tsunami splash. That's the one time he gets people to really react because they see somebody of his size soaring through the air like that and the impact he delivers. Imagine if this thing goes, you know, two or three rounds and then finally, on, on you know, finally, you know, maybe maybe there's one more match and it's still inconclusive. And then we finally get a we must have a winner match. And he hits that on Bobby for the first time, and that's what put that's what puts Bobby down. That could really start getting some reactions for Bronson Reed week to week if he does something like that. And so, so Bobby might be in the process of of helping, not make Bronson, but certainly uh, bring him to the dance. Yeah. Um, uh, M. Singh, by the way, saying that uh, coming home from the show in Seattle, what Kevin Owens said after all went off the air was touching. Uh, let us know what he said. Yeah. If you put that in there, I'll uh, make sure to highlight it and read it, or at least the gist of it. I'm, you don't have to write everything word for word, but just kind of where he, um, what kind of what he was going for. Uh, but, uh, oh, we also got uh, uh, Jonathan Mitchell. Uh, we are all from USA or Canada. Um, speaking of where we, where people watch. So Cody Rhodes came out and he came out and he said he lost and he's sorry he said that uh, he was told he needs to earn it, but he is it. And he said, tell me why uh, the challenge it and then challenges Brock Lesnar to a match at Backlash. Uh, Justin, I feel like you can just uh, assume this anytime Cody comes out to the mic, but this was just an incredible promo. Yeah, this promo is, um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's just one of the great examples of, of, you know, Cody Rhodes was a mid-carder when he left WWE, however many years ago that was. Uh, maybe he had it in him at the time and wasn't given the opportunities or, or he was asked to do it as Stardust or whatever. But this promo that he did tonight, again, just kind of defi- it, 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 it defines who he is now, that he is a main event star. The, the words he chooses, the tone that he does. I mean, he, he cut that promo, <clears throat> and I'm real big on Brock. Everybody knows this. I'm real big on Brock. I say he's generational. He, 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 he is... But Cody cut this promo and the context and everything in it and the words he chose and using the whole looking in the mirror and you're a predator. Well, I'm going to make you look in the mirror and I'm going to make you look at be prey. You're going to be a victim, my victim. All the words he chose and all the context and all the fire. I, I That promo ended, I'm like, I want to see Cody Rhodes fight Brock Lesnar. Cody Rhodes said, I want to fight Brock Lesnar. And now I want to see him fight Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and I got a little bit of a believability that he might just be crazy enough that he's going to come out there guns a-blazing that who knows what could happen. And I thought it was a fantastic promo. And, and it's so funny because I tweet, I, I even, it was one of my few tweets and I was tweeting, but it's like, and I'm surprised and I'm, I'm acting like so surprised, like holy promo Cody Rhodes. And it's like, I'm forgetting his father was one of the greatest promos ever. So why should I be surprised? But 
this is where he's at. And um, I got to say, for, you know, we, we debated a lot last week. Was it the right decision for them not to put the title on him? All the different angles of it we explored last week on the podcast. And now, a week later, I got to give it to him. Tonight, that crowd still fully behind Cody Rhodes and his journey. So uh, there's, a, there's an argument to be made. How long can this go on? When should his rematch against Roman be? Should it be SummerSlam? Should it be next year's Mania? Tons of debates we'll have on this podcast over the course of the next few months. But right now in this moment, the next obstacle is to get revenge on the Beast. Mm-hmm. Myself and Seattle was all fully behind him. Yeah, Jimmy, this was something that I I know coming out of WrestleMania, a lot of people were saying Cody should have won. Cody should have won. That was mm-hmm. Cody shouldn't. That's in the rear view, though. And I feel like after this promo, I echo Justin's thoughts. I want to see Cody fight Brock. He, in one promo, made me stop thinking about Cody versus Roman Reigns. And now I'm all in on Cody versus Brock Lesnar. And that is not an easy thing to do. No, absolutely not. And like like Justin said, and I agree with both of you, it's the choice of words because he said, am I afraid of Brock Lesnar? Yes, he admitted that he was, but it doesn't mean he won't fight him. And that's what people want to see. They don't, you know what I mean? Truth. Mm-hmm. It felt too, like, let's be honest. If you were going to get into a fight with Brock Lesnar, a legit fight with Brock, would you not be scared? Even if I don't think were, it'd be a real fight. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but like, uh, but yeah, but to Jimmy's yeah. point, if, if Brock yeah. Lesnar, if Brock, if Brock Lesnar walked up <clears throat> to your wife in public <clears throat> and insulted or slapped your wife, you're going to feel compelled right. to have to defend. Mm-hmm. Right, your family's honor, but yeah, you might piss your pants a little bit and try to do it <laughs> the same way an ant would try mm-hmm. to bite me if I uh got in its way or something. Is the same mm-hmm. way I would try to fight Brock Lesnar. And the and the and the other thing I loved about this whole situation, this whole promo, I, I just love the promo because he took he put the blame on himself. He says mm-hmm. I, I I he he assumed responsibility for the loss. He didn't start pointing fingers all oh, because of this and because of that. And, you know, people, and like you said, Justin, people were behind him. So one of the arguments from last week uh, from WrestleMania was, can they get that momentum back? Can they get that investment back? Can people buy into that moment? And tonight gave me at least a little positivity saying, you know what, maybe they can recapture that moment, but it all depends on where the story goes forward. Yes, maybe he needs his own hard times, so to speak. Well, you know, and Cody gave, you know, Cody gave his compelling, you know, I'm, I'm scared, but I'm going to fight you tonight. So they advertised, you know, and he challenged him to at backlash, which I kind of surprised him because I thought, okay, you got backlash coming up. I think we think we have a salty show probably. Usually we have one in the spring, July 1's Money in the Bank. Then you have SummerSlam, which they now do earlier. They do it at the beginning of August. So I was like, all right, they could maybe milk this whole Brock Cody thing for a little bit, but they're going to go right to the next, next live event, premium live event they have, we assume. And Brock's advertised to be on next week. And so we'll finally hear from him. Brock could elevate the story even more if they give him a good enough explanation of why he did what he did to Cody. Cody kind of threw out his speculation of why. But let's hear what Brock has to say. And Brock, who once upon a time, they needed Paul Heyman to talk for Brock. Brock has turned into a pretty good promo these days. Because he keeps it short, sweet, and keeps it real. So if he can come out and 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 with his conviction, give out his reason of why he had a problem with with Cody Rhodes, that that could help the the selling even more. So, uh, and our uh, our I'm going to call him our correspondent, Dylan Matthews says, uh, Ko said after Raw that it was an honor to headline Mania with Sammy, and WrestleMania is an honor for everyone in the back. He then said that he does what he does for the fans and the fans only. Oh, wow. Uh, very, very cool of him to say. But yeah, I mean, uh, Cody, Brock, I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And it may be hard times. We did get a super chat uh, from Brian Barry. Brian, thanks for being um, being patient here. He says, mm-hmm. off topic, imagine if Cody beat Roman, then have Cody beat Brock at Backlash. Imagine his star power then. Um, uh, it- <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I don't see him defeating Roman. Where would he defeat him on Raw, on television at a live event? You know I, what I mean. So, I think he meant if he won at WrestleMania and then oh, went on to beat Brock. Okay, I misunderstood. Then I misunderstood. Uh, well, go ahead, Justin. Well, no, I, I guess you know I, I was I was not happy Sunday night 
when we did this podcast Mania Night 2 that, that mm-hmm. Cody lost. And then I kind of slept on it, and I thought about it some more Monday, and I'm like, well, I guess the flip side of it, and I, and I, I expounded upon this further on uh, Busted Open on SiriusXM with Dave and Tommy, which was, I guess, I guess the flip side was, all right, like, if, if I got what I wanted as a fan, if I got Cody winning the title, well, where do we, what does Cody do after that point? You're not gonna have you're not gonna line Seth Rollins up against him and have Seth go 0 and 4 against him. You're not gonna have Gunther or Austin Theory, who are your mid card title holders, who are just booming right now in their career. You're not gonna line them up and have them lose to Cody, because because surely Cody's not gonna just have his one title defense and lose. And then it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Brock could step up and challenge him. I, I do think that there is, from logic, there is more to it of having Cody continue to chase and slay one beast or one obstacle at a time. And, and try to continue to build the momentum. And he even kind of touched on tonight where he's like, you know, oh, I haven't earned it. And it's kind of, it kind of, by him saying that tonight, it, it's kind of like, okay, put it in perspective, like WWE is going to make him, okay, yeah, he did Stardust, he did Dashing, he did Legacy, he did all the things in his previous WWE life. That was mid card Cody WWE life. Right. You're in main event WWE life. We're going to make you earn it on the main event level. You're going to take on Brock. You're going to take on. And start rattling off some other proven main eventers, and like, and that might that seems like that might be the trajectory they're going to go, all in the hopes that the crowd is there with it. So, yeah, Brian, I think kind of your lot. I kind of reverse your logic. It's kind of like you know he lost to Roman. Now he's got to go through every every one of those top names that Roman has beat in this in this incredible run. And 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 Michael Cole lists them all off at Mania on commentary. But you know, Brock's one of them, and you know all these people. It's almost like have Cody go through all of them. Have Cody beat all the people that Roman has beaten and then come back around and say, okay, nobody's left. It's you and me again. And, nice. you know, I think long-term that's the best way. That's the right answer. Because I agree. At WrestleMania, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, I, maybe because I was there and I wanted to say I saw this happen. But, but, uh, but also, I think WWE's gotten a little bit more self-aware of what happens when they anoint someone as the guy and then make them win all the time. And I think that this is a very smart way to say, yeah, Cody's the guy, but that doesn't mean he's going to just win all the time. I'll give you one more that Cody should have. So if Cody's going to do Brock here at Backlash, here's another one that you should build an event around. Cody versus Logan Paul. Logan Paul was one that that Roman beat, but as we discussed earlier, Logan Paul has shown up and he's worked against the, some top talent, Seth and and Miz. Uh, Cody Rhodes, were, Cody's Cody beats Brock and he starts just strutting along, getting closer up that mountain, and Logan Paul comes in and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like, you know, and and, and half Cody and, and literally half Cody's like, "Go back to your YouTube show. I'm here to fulfill a family dynasty and legacy," mm-hmm. and that's a great little fodder. And we know Logan has the athleticism and, and the ability to play heel that he so that's another one. Cody Rhodes versus Logan Paul. Write it down in pencil, save this podcast right now, and we'll clip it. Come back to that. That's one you should do at some point before he gets back to Roman. Mm-hmm. I, I that would be that would sell too. I'd be yeah. interested, like good stuff there. So uh we move forward and we got a bit of Alpha Academy coming through. Uh first they're talking to Kathy Kelly and Maxine shows up and Chad and Maxine argue a little bit before we get to the matchup of the Usos versus the Alpha Academy. This one was pretty darn close, all things considered, with some great spots for Alpha Academy in there. But in the end, the Usos win. Jimmy, I'm so used to writing the Usos retain. I wrote that in my notes. (laughs) But, but, man, you can just feel the tide of love washing up to the shores of alpha academy can't you oh my goodness the fans are starting to gravitate towards them huge and this is the time to make them a big time baby faces and not only that here's where you can really elevate them no i don't think the loss hurt them tonight i thought it was a good match it was a fun match it was very entertaining and they got you to the point where hey there was a couple of times where i thought hey maybe they can do this maybe they are going uh, eventually they will need to get over and get one win. But so far, this is a team that, when was the last time the Alpha Academy won a match? And you saw the cr- how behind them the crowd was. That tells you all, the crowd tells you all you need to know, the live crowd. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the Alpha Academy down the road. Once they pick up that big win, I think the sky's the limit for these guys. 
Yeah, Justin, this was this was a lot more fun than I would have expected it to be on paper. Uh, but they did this the way you should. I mean, they gave me enough of those hope moments for Alpha Academy that I was totally into it. But the Usos also come off looking strong, got another win. I, yeah, I think from just a uh, from just from a bell to bell, this is the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, you're right. Alpha Academy has not won for a long time, but yet they had me biting, and I'm I'm thinking, oh, the Usos are going to lose again. Like, what's the Tribal Chief going to think then? And you know, I just have to say too, you know, uh, Chad Gable and Otis, this version of Alpha Academy, you know, they put on some great matches and great performances. You know, like tonight, like past weeks, you go back to the. Chad Gable tag team with Jason Jordan, obviously a totally different athlete than Otis, totally different dynamic, and and they put on some of the best matches of the night. And I just think it goes to show, like, no, just no, not not to d- diminish Otis or Jason Jordan's individual uh, contributions, but it goes to show, like, who's the con, who's the con, who's the constant denominator there? Mm-hmm. It's Chad Gable. I mean, this just. I, at some point, and I hope it is, at some point, this guy needs to be worked into a U.S. or IC title picture because it'll, it he fits. <laughs> he deserves it. It fits. It'll work. Uh, and he can do it as heel or face. He can do it either way. He's proven that he can do heel or face using the same shenanigans or just the context of how he uses it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Right. I think I, I think he's going to have a very big 2023 one way or the other. Yeah. Um as we move forward, though, we get to the damage control bit of the night. Bailey wasn't able to get her team a tag team title shot, but she was able to get herself a number one contenders match. The team isn't happy, so she gets it changed, and it's going to be EO Sky versus Meechin versus Piper Niven. Um, and much to Bailey's chagrin, it appears, EO gets the win after hitting the over the moonsault on both Piper and Meechin, uh, but pinning Meechin. Uh, Jimmy, this is a, um, I love it when teams start to have tension. We've seen a lot of it in WWE these days, but I feel like it's a winning formula. Uh, how, how do you feel about Bailey not getting the shot she wanted? Uh, it, it kind of, it kind of interesting that she gave up that opportunity. I find it interesting that she would, but at the same time, it, I like the tension that's going on. I like that they're slowly building this tension as opposed to, you know, having that quick breakup and make him, you know, that sort of thing. And the way they did it was very interesting, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, Bailey was in talking to Adam Pierce to get in that three-way match for, I guess it's an opportunity at, at Bianca Belair. The winner gets a shot at the Bianca Belair yep. in that three-way match. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, and then when uh, her, her uh, stable mates, for lack of a better term, <laughs> you know, complain about, hey, you're going in there. You're thinking about you. What about us? Help us out, and then gets the gets the match for EO Sky. I thought very interesting, and the the little expression on her face after EO won the match. That little expression told a hell of a story. That it was kind of like, yeah, she won the match, but uh, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or should have been me. <laughs> I, I think Dolph Ziggler owns that line, but uh, Bailey can use it for now, I guess. But of course. Ju- Justin, yeah, this, I think one of the most important things I was thinking about in pro wrestling that never gets enough credit is those little facial expressions. And Bailey just nailed it in this whole, this whole matchup. And, and, and it was needed. It was much needed. Uh, there needed to be something injected into the life of, the damage control storyline and dynamic because i mean let's face it going into tonight you know damage control stock was somewhere between blockbuster video and marble light cigarettes it, it was just so <laughs> like just you know so i guess get a win where you can get a win and eo sky gets a win yeah this is a um also, it appears that she's going by Meechin now because that's all they called her. Also, mm-hmm. interesting. I felt like they said the words backstage and medical facility a whole bunch tonight. I don't know mm-hmm. if that means anything, but um, I feel like those kept coming up a lot. And I, I have a big apology to make. I messed up. Uh, Mia Lee, you had some super chats. I was saving them for the right moment. I thought it was this segment, but it was actually the tag team match. So, Mia Lee, I apologize. We're going to talk about your super chats right now. 
Uh, but first, we'll go. Uh, Mia Lee asks, "What's next for Lita? Uh, does she turn heel?" Also, uh, I want to make sure we give these some time here. So, real quick, Jimmy, uh, do you think that Lita is going to turn heel as well? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, like, like, like it was mentioned earlier, this this is probably going to lead to a Hall of Famers match down the road and possibly at SummerSlam. Um, and then also, she Mealy asks, why would Trish attack her bestie? Was she in on it, Justin? Do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think Trish actually attacked Lita? Because that's just an assumption right now. I don't think so. Because then I'm always one that's like, well, why would she attack and then go out there and bust her ass? clearly attempting to win a match like if she was going to be the one who attacked then you have her avoid any physical contact in the match you have her yeah it, just, it doesn't make it doesn't really make sense that she went uh the distance in that in that tag team match w- w- with becky as her partner um so no i i would i would i would i would figure that in the moment something snapped an epiphany happened um she attacks you know becky and then yeah maybe lead is kind of torn between new best friend old best friend and kind of she's playing the, the, the person in the middle but like jimmy said you, you kind of can eventually angle towards uh a novelty match of these two hall of famers against each other kind of you know again 20 years later here we go again um but yeah i don't think she attacked i don't think that's the grand plan so there you go mia lee sorry so much for uh missing that where i was supposed to do it as uh ricky zaldivar says i i botched sorry <laughs> we we all me and Dom we both uh, had some mic issues today I guess we'll say the entire uh, chat starts to, the entire chat starts to scream you effed up you effed yeah, up there you, you effed up <laughs> <laughs> we all make mistakes I'm sorry no it's all uh, let's let's get to the end of the show here Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens uh, earlier in the night Paul Heyman said that Riddle and Sammy were scared and that's why they weren't there which is fun mm. here. Uh, but no fear, Solo's going to beat up Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens says he's not wise. He always leads with his emotions. During the match, Solo works to damage leg, and KO gets control and loses it based on the leg damage, plus the Usos, and eventually Solo becomes too much, and the street champ gets the win. Post-match, we get a beat down, but Sammy and Riddle show up, and we get a fight, and it's the good guys standing tall at the end. Justin, uh, this was a feel-good ending for the crowd here, I think, and I think for us watching at home to a pretty good show. Um, how do you feel about this rivalry continuing and Matt Riddle being inserted into it? I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. the, the finish was a nice touch. You know, again, they kind of sold it. Okay, you're not going to see certain superstars. We didn't. We didn't see Bianca. We didn't see the Street Profits. We didn't see uh, Rhea. We didn't see Damian. So yeah, kind of you legit knew, okay, there's some, there's some real things going on here. So... It was a nice touch. They were able to get Sammy and Riddle into town, into the building, and before they went off the air. And so that was a nice touch for a hero save. Um, but um, I, I'm okay with this. Like, I, I think you need some subplots. Roman's not there every week. So I think you need some subplots and you need some some of the levels. And I think Riddle, look, uh, Riddle and obviously him and Randy Orton had, some, had a great babyface lightning in a bottle that uh got dissolved naturally because of life and 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 apparently randy's not back yet because he's not ready to be back so this is good use of riddle who is a uh, a baby face and uh it's also a chance to kind of like test riddle you know it seems like he's had some 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 slip-ups uh internally and so this is a chance for them to kind of test him you're putting him in something that matters but you're also it matters. It's it, it, it's a it's a very fair uh, stage to to see that he still is performing at the level you want. But also, if not, I'm not wishing this, but if he would slip up again, it's not dependent on him. You know, he he's you know it's not dependent on him. You, you he's he's just one piece of a of a multi man kind of story here. So I, I think it's the, it's the right call. Um, yeah, so I, I'm good with this, and, and I just want to say with Solo, when was the last time that they had somebody WWE who was not freakish size? So not Omas, not Braun Strowman. Um, those are the two that come to mind immediately. But like, mm-hmm. when was the last time they had somebody who, relatively speaking, kind of just just fit in the lineup that they protected so well? I can't think. I, it's hard for me to figure out who that would be, but they have protected Solo Sokoa. Who was eight years younger? His older brothers, Jimmy and Jay Uso, but he looks the part. He has got the entr- They got the entrance down for him when he's on. When he's, I mean, 
Solo Sokoa, um, they are they, they, uh, 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 screw the blockbuster stock. <laughs> Buy some stock in Solo Sokoa right now. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's as I was watching this. It's been the past few times. I keep thinking to myself, if he made a challenge for a a world title, and I obviously can't because Roman and, and the world title is kind of in a weird spot but right could, now. But but could but, he? Mm-hmm. But could he? But could he? Exactly. Like if he. I don't think he's that far away from being main event status at this point. What I if he very no. close? What if he won Money in the Bank and he had a year to sit on that briefcase and think <laughs> about his decisions? And you know that would be interesting too because I don't see, he doesn't get intimidated by anybody. So I could imagine Roman trying to gaslight him a little bit and him just doing the cold like not responsive stare. And now what does Roman do? You know what if he, what if he had a year with that briefcase? And Roman's going, what the f mm. were you doing, even being that match? Yeah. And then you got Paul, and then and then he's trying to assign the wise man to talk some sense in. Maybe the wise man realizes Solo is the next proper investment to be in. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of potential. I mean, we're really getting yeah. we're really getting big picture here. Sorry, Jim. But but that's there's the a lot. Be- there's a lot. But that's yeah. the beauty of this whole bloodline storyline is that there are so many different directions you can go that make sense and also can be very t- telling and get people invested going. Oh my goodness! I didn't expect that, or you know, oh that was awesome, which we got a lot tonight. This is awesome, chance. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the storytelling here is what uh, you talk people into seats. Let's put it that way. Yes, I- I'll give you one more. What if the next time Cody Rhodes challenges for that undisputed world title against Roman Reigns, what if Solo Sokoa is a factor, but he swings the pendulum the other way? Uh, I mean, there are so many ways to go with this. And that, mm-hmm. like Jimmy just said, that, that's the beauty of having this much depth and this many people involved is you got you have options for days. Well, and it's easy to see why they didn't blow it all up at WrestleMania, too, because of this. Yeah. If if they had blown it all up at WrestleMania, there's a lot of things that you can't continue. But now you can. And again, yeah, Solo is is almost is basically there. I mean. Jay is basically there. Sammy's there. KO's there. Riddle will probably get there very quickly coming back. Always, I don't know. It's just it's just a, a, a the bloodline thing works. I'm into mm-hmm. it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, I think that does it for us. Um, before we sign off, though, Justin, any final thoughts on the show? And uh, where can the world find you online? Overall, like I said, pretty good show. All things considered, what they're dealing with, and I, I think it was, I, I was more. I, I'm happier I am now talking about the show than I was a week ago, off of, off of that one. Uh, you know, look, all the Vince chatter and is that he wasn't in Seattle tonight, and again, there 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 was shuffling of the show tonight only because of personnel, but we weren't hearing of frantic rewrites and things that we heard about last week. So, you know, let's just let's just try to stay calm. All in all, I feel like this was a Triple H show, though, still with who, who how and who they're pushing and why and. So for all that stuff, let's just try to stay positive. Um, yeah, at Justin LaBar on the socials. Uh, Monday nights, I'm here with you guys. Wednesday nights, I'm back with Jimmy after Dynamite. Uh, most Fridays mornings, I'm on uh, Sirius XM's Busted Open Spar with LaBar. So hit me up on social media. Uh, be kind. If you're a troll with no profile picture, I don't acknowledge you. Or I just mute you, which muting is fun. It's better than blocking. Muting is fun because you don't know that I can't see your comment. And I just can't. <laughs> ignore you all together <laughs> right yeah uh if by the way if you're on social media and you don't have a profile picture or if you have some picture that isn't you credibility drops i don't know just just if, throw if it I, out if, there. if i can't identify you and potentially slap you in public don't reply <laughs> <from me. laughs> uh but no. by the way as you go through this uh in the chat everyone let me know what you guys thought of the show we're seeing a lot of sevens and sixes mm-hmm. uh in there but jimmy final thoughts on the show and where can the world find you online I thought I, th- I thought it was a fine show under the circumstances. You know, this is you know, in some regard, booking a little bit on the fly. They had to do some uh, adjustments. Let's put it that way. And I like the fact that one of the biggest things I took away was not only the the matches that were good, but also the, the Cody thing. But going back to that, it gives me hope that you know I was I was on the same boat as Justin, where I thought they missed that opportunity. Can they get that? that momentum back that Cody had going into WrestleMania. Now I have hope that it is there with the proper storytelling with where they go next. And people are behind him big time, especially against Brock right now. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I like the storytelling process. Uh, people are still solidly behind Cody and that gives me hope that they can get back to where I thought they were, uh, go, you know, WrestleMania main eventing. And uh, as far as the social medias, you can find me on all my social media platforms at Jimmy Corderas on Twitter, at Real Jimmy Corderas on Instagram. And, you know, you can catch me here on Monday in Triple J and on Wednesdays, you know, with Justin and usually Issa. And from Monday to Friday, you can catch me on all my social media platforms doing my ref and rant. And on Wednesdays, Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and also RJ. Uh, we got uh, Gangrel this week of all people. Oh, yeah. Fun. So it should be interesting. Uh, talking, any blood on your shirt. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat. Of course, uh, I'm Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. If you want to check out that Defy show, I did ring announcing and some commentary for you. You can check it out on DefyOnDemand dot com eventually it's not uploaded just yet obviously but it'll be there soon enough uh i'll also be at the irvine improv tomorrow for a championship wrestling's tapings you can see those shows on youtube uh and i usually post links to those every uh every week on my twitter account make sure to check out the after nxt show here on wrestling inc tomorrow as well as the aw dynamite after show on wednesday the thursday news and notes show and the friday smackdown and rampage show Thank you, everybody who came through the chat today. Ricky Zaldivar, Tuck Graff. By the way, Tuck, you don't need a picture. We weren't talking about you. You're fine. Uh, also, uh, Nicholas and Jonathan Mitchell and Dylan Matthews, Dream Realm Studios, Huffman Elite Training coming in at the end there. Appreciate you coming through. Jason S., Killer of Demons, uh, and everybody else. Joey Segura, Stephen Camp, stalking you, and all the rest. Thank you guys so much for coming through. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and we will see you guys next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.